evolution.org podcast coming your way. This is a Q&A episode. This is number 341, Rick, Q&As. Remember, guys, our odd episodes are going to be Q&As. Our even episodes are going to be a compound. So we're going to keep that going until uh, the near future. Um, so let's hit it. The first one is we're going to talk about. This is one that just came out um, that I got, and this is a good one. Uh, this guy, he wants a steroid to help him with speed and jumping. And uh, Rick, you're into a lot of kickboxing, mixed martial arts and stuff. Honestly, do steroids help you with your speed and with your jumping ability and stuff like that? Or do you think they're kind of counterproductive? They, they help muscle contraction. They give you more strength. So, so as long as your technique so yeah, they, they help with muscle contract contractions. They give you more strength. So as long as your technique is up to par, as long as you don't suck, they'll help. They'll help performance tremendously if you already have the right technique and, and are able to do these things. So yeah, I mean, it does. I mean, what, what do you want me to say about it? As far as steroids that are good for it, any that don't give you crazy pumps, just keep your dosing low. When it comes to performance enhancement, okay, when it comes to actual performance enhancement on the court, on the field, in the ring, a little dab will do you, a little bit. You, you take a lot more and you take insulin and all this other stuff when you're just trying to put on tons and tons of just a lot of muscle on that your body doesn't want to keep. If you just want to move around with more strength, more endurance, a little faster recovery, just stay to the smaller dosing, man. If you're a guy and you're looking at, say, something like Anabar for performance, 20 megs. That's about it. You won't be building muscle mass that, you know, where you'll have a shift in weight classes. It'll protect muscle mass from, from, uh, from being uh, catabolized while you're maybe on a caloric deficit for whatever reason. It'll help. It'll help uh, can your muscles contract harder and be able to contract longer. At the lower dosing, that's where you find the good performance enhancement effects of it with the low side effects. You have to go into the higher dosing to get the bodybuilding effects out of it, but then you get, then you get the crazy side effects out of it. So, um, and we just did a podcast on S4 and on Osterin. The last two, uh, two compound podcasts were on Osterin. Uh, uh, 340 was on S4 on Anderin, and uh, 338 was on Osterin. Those two, I know, I know the question is about steroids, but just as far as performance enhancement goes, Osterin and N2 Joint RX, great stack um, for performance. Um, Osterin, Andarin, and GW. I said that was my trifecta. Steve said, uh, I'm the guy who came up with the idea. I wrote the article, so he gets the credit. But GW, good stack. GW gives you strength. S4, uh, make sure that the muscle soreness doesn't, doesn't carry over day after day. And Osterin, make sure that your joints are always healing, that uh, injuries are, are healing up fast, that you don't just have that, that lingering joint soreness, but stuff gets better quicker. So th those three, I mean, and you throw maybe a little bit of test and, and deck on top of that, and you've got them in. It's a five-compound stack, but... If you do small dosing, uh, you should be okay. I mean, and it depends how much help you need too. You know, you might, you might be good and you only need a little bit of Osterin, a little bit of Anavar, a little bit of, um, you know, testosterone. Performance enhancement, testosterone is good. 
little bit of do you. What do you think, Steve? We don't talk about this very often. Most guys who are using steroids are not using them to benefit them for jumping or for speed running, stuff like that. So we don't talk about this enough. So this is why it's a good topic. You got to be careful when you're using these steroids because the pumps, like Rick mentioned, um, I know for me, if I'm running something that gives pumps like Anavar, T-Bowl, it's going to hurt me because when you're running, let's say you run a mile, when you get close to that mile mark, you're going to start noticing pumps, your lower back, your shins, your calves. are going to start cramping up really bad. And that's actually not a cramp. That's actually just a pump. And that's basically all the blood and nutrients kind of going into those muscles that are really, really getting worked. So it will be counterproductive to build strength using them. Also something like trend very inflammatory, very, very bad for speed and for jumping because it's going to hurt your cardio. So you really have to be careful which steroids you use. One of the few steroids that I would say is good for this is EQ, because EQ gives you the benefits of the protein synthesis, the boost in red blood cell count, the boost in recovery, and it's not going to give you those side effects. It's not going to give you palms. It's not going to give you too much inflammation. It's not going to give you a lot of these other side effects, the water retention. So in that aspect, that would be probably your best steroid to use. So you probably want to uh, use some EQ, maybe two, 300 milligrams a week. Try that. But I would not go heavy on the steroids. If you go heavy on the steroids, you will actually hurt your speed and you will hurt your ability to jump. It makes no sense. Because a lot of steroids, like if you ran testosterone, it aromatizes into, into estrogen in the body. So you're going to have a boost in, in water retention. So how are you supposed to jump if you're holding a, a gallon of water? How, that doesn't even make any sense. So you want to be as lean as possible. Something like Winstrol that dries you out and dries out all the water makes sense. Yeah, it's going to help me jump because I'm flushed out of water. But on the flip side, it gives you a lot of pumps. So now you're jumping up on a box, jumping off, jumping up, jumping off. Your legs are just going to cramp up from those pumps. So you have to kind of just be aware of that. A lot of guys make that mistake. They think steroids are magic. Like, I want to do this. I want to be able to dunk a basketball, so I'm going to run steroids. I want to be able to run a 17-minute 5K, so I'm going to run steroids but they don't understand that steroids do different things and steroids have advantages and disadvantages. So you don't want to cross off too many of those check marks on the disadvantages. Have you ever been in a situation like that, Rick, doing your endurance stuff or MMA stuff where steroids actually crippled you? Yes. Yes. It's one of the reasons that I, I cut back steroid use and I, cause I started doing Muay Thai. I took up Muay Thai. I was about 24 when I took it up. And I was on Trembolone. Um, I was on Trembolone prop EQ stack at a time, making great progress. And man, I'd get this crazy shin splints, pumps on my back, pumps uh, on that muscle right along your shin. And it was uncomfortable and it was hurting performance. I wasn't able to, to execute proper technique and really kind of whip my weight behind my leg to, I mean, it just wasn't, it was counterproductive. And then I started to scale back in doses because I, I enjoy a lot more just being 
nimble, active, and being able to do all these things than I do just just looking big. And yeah, absolutely, right away. But I didn't get away from steroids altogether. I just lowered dosing down. And so I did a lot of the higher dosing early on in my steroid career, <laughs> the first you know five years, I would say. But as I ran more into into a Muay Thai and, and Jiu Jitsu and this performance stuff. And then, you know, and then I started to get pumps in my forearms from trying to hold on to someone's gi and trying to, you know, trying to grab onto a hole that get pumps in my, in my arms and places I didn't want to get pumps. So I didn't walk away from steroids completely. I just started lowering dosing a lot, just kept it low, kept it low until I, you know, over the years, I just found, a little bit of testosterone is about it's about all I really needed just to, to top out at the performance enhancement end of it. As far as muscle growth, I mean, to top out at muscle growth with steroids, you, you go pretty high. The diminishing returns start at just over a gram a week. Uh, you start to, to see diminishing returns as you increase, increase those, but you get a little improvement probably all the way up until maybe even as much as three, four grams a, a, a week you would see some very gradual at the very top end of those dosing. But performance, sex, sex drive, recovery, strength, fat, easy fat loss, all that stuff that all that stuff is, 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 is easy to come by at the, at the lower dosing at the, you know, sub under 500 makes a week round, maybe even under 300 makes a week round, depending how, how your genetics are to begin with. So yeah, uh, the pumps, the, the, the some of the bad side effects that hurt performance are only are only there when you go into into higher bodybuilder doses, which is what happened. I came in from 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 trying to get as big as I could and bodybuilder guy into getting interested again because I took a, a couple of years off again interested in martial arts and, and fighting and uh, just 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 the dosing just wouldn't fit in with the lifestyle. So if, but, but this is why athletes are still getting caught are still getting caught with, with Turinable and Masteron and, and all of these, and all these steroids in their system. Top athletes are still getting caught. Why? Because they're, they're, they've got coaches that say, Hey, Hey, you only need 10 migs a day of Turinable and that'll shave enough time off your, off your, of your uh, run to, to win. Hey, you only need 20, uh, if you only need 100, you only need 50 milligrams uh, every other day of Masteron and we can lose this body fat. You make weight and we, we, we steal this belt. So though that's where the performance enhancement and, and the lower side effects, almost, almost negligible side effects come in at the lower dosing anytime you get above 350, 300, 500 megs, you, you, you side effects start to come and, and the returns on, on performance and everything are just diminishing. Matter of fact, I don't think as far as running, uh, punching, jumping, you might not have seen any additional benefit going from 250, 300 megs a week, going up to a thousand. If anything, that's when you start to hurt your performance with the shin splints, with the pumps, with the back pumps, with all of that. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, I think you should experiment and see for yourself. A lot of people want to argue on the forums. 
um, about this. So, so it's like, okay, go do it, bro. If you think it's going to help you, if you think you're going to take steroids and be able to dunk a basketball, go, go run steroids. You know, do, do it, bro. It's Look, if you can you already know. dunk a basketball, if you're already up there, then you throw 10, 15 milligrams of Terenable to your regimen, then you're going to rip the fucking backboard off, off of that thing. Okay, but you got to be able to dunk the basketball to begin with. Steroids are, are amplifiers. It's, it's, it, you're multiplying. It's an equation. If you start with zero, if you start with one, you ain't getting much. If you start with 10, and then you, you and steroids just give you a two, a times two factor, now you got 20. You know, so yeah, if you can already dunk a basketball, if you can already, if you've already got a wicked jump shot, 10 migs. Terrible a day, you know, 15 megs, 20 megs, Anavar, not even 100, 250 megs testosterone a week. You rip the backboard off and, and you jump a lot higher. It'll be a lot quicker. It'll just amplify. But if you suck, if you can't dunk, you do a thousand milligrams a week. You'll never fucking dunk a basketball. Bottom line, right? All right, guys. Uh, I can dunk on a nine foot rim. All right, guys. What the, what the fuck? What did you just say? You could what? I can dunk on a nine foot rim. I can't make it ten foot. Nine foot. I can I can hook shot with my eyebrow. Yeah. You can dunk. You can be the next Michael Jordan. We're gonna put you on a bunch of steroids, Rick. You're gonna be the next Michael Jordan. All right. You're gonna be the next brown Michael Jordan. All right, guys. The so next one is steroid use for aesthetics versus pure size and strength. So, what did you think when you first saw this question? To me, it was kind of a debate. We see this debate all the time with aesthetic guys who want to debate the the big, the big, you know, lunky, you know, power lifters, the perma bulkers, and the perma bulkers want to debate the aesthetic guys. They'll call the aesthetic guys skinny, and aesthetic guys will call the the perma bulkers fat. So you got this this back and forth. So what'd you think when you first saw this one uh, on steroid use? Cause it's, it's a good, it's a good topic. Cause yes, if your goals are aesthetics, you're going to use different steroids. And if your goals are for pure size and, and, and uh, strength, cause the strength guys, you're going to be more toward a bunch of trend, a bunch of tests and a draw D bowl, stuff like that. And then the aesthetic guys, they like the Winnie, the master on, maybe a little bit of trend. Uh, they'll go with the Primo. They'll go with um, maybe some EQ, stuff like that, the Anavar. So it's different. You got different um, classes of, of the athlete. So we are seeing a trend, though, in franchise gyms where perma-bulking has become the mainstay. You don't see too many guys, you know, aesthetic, and a lot of that has to do with the, the food quality. So the food quality that we're eating makes us put on a lot of ex excess poundage. So then we add steroids to it, and the steroids boost your appetite. They kind of make you even more massive. So you don't see too many aesthetic guys uh, too much anymore in, the, in these franchises. And you see more of the, the, the bigger guys. So I think it comes down to bulking steroids versus cutting steroids. we go back to, to diet. diet. Some so what people you, can't stop eating. They still like going to the gym. They like taking steroids. They just can't fucking stop eating. So you, so you think that steroid use is less important than diet? Or do you think that steroid use is still important along with diet? Well, look, you can, you can look fucking great on just training and diet alone. 
look great on it. Just, just good, proper diet and train. You may not look super impressive, but you can look great on it. So steroids just multiply what you're already doing. And look, if you're, um, if you're a Parma book guy and you actually at least get out to a, to a powerlifting meet once a year or something, all right, a little, little, some, so you got some props. But if, you, if you're like Parma bulking and you just want to be the, the, the guy that lives the most among your friends in the gym, and I don't know, I would, why not just get on a good diet, try to maintain as much of your strength as you can, and let's, let's get that six pack. Let's try that out. I mean, what, you know, if you, again, if you're just trying to be big, be powerlifter big, um, you know, and, and you don't, you're not trying to like cut your calories down and do these things that are going to hurt performance on a day-to-day -day basis. Cause when you're cutting down and you're in a caloric deficit, performance takes a hit while you're doing that. I get it, I guess, but just to, just to be big and sloppy, taking juice to just, you know, to just be kind of continue to be big and sloppy and you're not even, you're not even putting on the jersey and going going to do something. I don't know. I think if you're going to be a big permable guy, at least do, do like at least do a strongman competition once in your lifetime. At least do a little something. At least just, just fucking justify yourself. You justify yourself to me right now. Well, we're going to talk about keto diet next, but I think I don't think it's people's fault, Rick, because you hear everybody. I actually watched a um, a documentary called The Game Changers. You've seen that, right? With Arnold? No, no, I've not. I have to. Know. Oh, oh, you should see it. It's an MMA guy. He did the document. It's called The Game Changers. And it's it talks about this. It's free on YouTube. Um, and you know, they talk about uh transitioning to the guys talks about how he's always been told you gotta eat tons of protein, you gotta eat tons of carbs, you gotta eat tons of food. And he went to more of a, a Oh, the vegetarian? This is the this is the MMA guy turned vegetarian, just trying to turn everybody vegetarian. Yes. Yes, yes. I don't, I don't, listen, I, yeah, I don't. Are you, are you turning vegetarian only? <laughs> you are, That's not you? my point. That's not you, my point. You know what? I've noticed this about you recently. And also, on, remember that, that Facebook conversation with the guy about plant-based diet? You're fucking turning veggie on me, aren't you? you have I've, I've ran plant-based diets before. When, when, when was the last time you had me? Uh, last night. Oh, okay, okay. Whew. Ah, yeah. You fucking scared me, bro. <laughs> Oof, all right, all right, go on, go on, go on, go on. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Remember what I was gonna say? No, what I was gonna say is this guy was um talking about how you were always told you're supposed to eat like air, tons of meat, um six times a day. Eat tons of meat, tons of meat, tons of meat. And people are told this, and uh it's just not true. And that's how they get so overweight. So then they go to the gym and they're running steroids and they're lifting heavy weights and all this stuff. And, you know, we're told that and we're told that, oh, you're tough. You're tough if you eat tons of meat. You're tough and all this stuff. It's just this, this schism that's out there. And uh, you can't blame the people, Rick. You're always giving people a hard time about eating too much food, but they're told to eat this much food by coaches. These guys, these personal trainers and these coaches tell them, that you have to eat a huge ass breakfast. You got to get up at six o'clock, eat a huge ass breakfast. Then two hours later, you got to eat again. Then two hours later, you got to eat again. We're told this. So they get, they start putting on weight and then they can't get that weight back off. Then they start running steroids and that increases their appetite and they boost their insulin resistance even more. So that's the difference though. That's the main difference between me and you. You like to blame the victim 
I'm blaming the coaches and these trainers who are putting them on these diets the, the first place and who are telling them and the marketing that kind of tells them that you're supposed to do this and it's wrong. I don't, uh, I, I know how hard it is. I know the marketing, I know the pressure. The fact that if you are up on your gym grind and you're dieting, you're, you're the oddball around your family and friends most of the time, unless you are around people in that lifestyle you grew up around but rig you're not you're not listening to what i'm saying they think that that's the right way because of the marketing to eat a lot of food a lot ton of food. yes I th I th a big I th breakfast I th right I think portions i think portions are out of control altogether even bodybuilding portions are, are i don't know but, but we're told we're supposed to wake up and have a big breakfast that's yeah. what if you ask most people they will say that you got to get up and I, th I, th I think by now, people listening to the podcast, I mean, they, right? They know, Steve, uh, fasting is what we do is the way to, the way to go. Time-restricted feeding is the way to go. And it's a grind. It's a grind. I have fat boy genetics, just like Steve does. But I don't get, I don't get fat sloppy like Steve does. How much did you weigh when you were a freshman in high school? Let me ask you that. How much did you weigh? Okay, well, I was 119 of our city wrestler in, in ninth grade. So and how was that fat boy genetics? What was that? How, oh, how well, is that? Fat well, I'm a, well, I'm a, okay. Because You're 119 pounds. Dude, I was like 112 pounds. I went out for football and they laughed at me. So I'm definitely not fat boy. Genetics. Let me, let me, let me, let me explain. I was to you skinny about. as a rail, let me, <laughs> you know, my whole life. Let, let, let me, let me explain to you about fat boy genetics. So sixth grade, uh, we get the scoliosis uh, test, right? Doctors come in, they put the girls in one gym and boys in another. And we all had to take our shirts off to sixth grade. And, um, you know, I'm in, go, I go to Freeport, went to Freeport uh, school system, rent control town in Long Island. And I'm going to school with, you know, a bunch of Dominican kids, black kids. We have projects in Freeport. So I'm going to school kids from the projects. And uh, we all on shirt and we're getting there in line. And these fucking kids looked ripped, looked fucking broad. Like my boy, Miguel, Miguel Maranta, he, uh, he had two older brothers at home. So they had weight sets. So he started lifting weights in, when we were in sixth grade. I, and, and, and they're taller than me too. Cause I'm a, I'm a short dude. So I'm just looking at these guys. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to be stuck in school with these motherfuckers. I'm already fighting guys. Cause they're making fun of my accent, you know, cause we're poor and I, I can't get the new kicks every year starting school. So, so I'm already having to fight people. I fucking look at these and I had rolls, like I had rolls, like belly rolls. And when I sit, they were like wrinkles going across my stomach, bro. It's just like disgusting fat when I was, when I was in sixth grade. And as I'm sitting there, I made the decision. I said, you know what? I, when I get the fuck out of here, I'm going to go. Because I started to make money in sixth grade. I was to work um, night job with my dad. I said, go on, get some fucking weights. Um, this is, we're going to change this. This Because these kids, they're already making fun of me because I had an accent. I couldn't get a, a haircut very often. I didn't have the new Kickstarter school. I used, to, I used to wear hand-me-down clothes that my mom would get from, from people at the houses she worked at. And I was, it was already rough. I was already having a fight. And then, and then I'm fat on top of that scoliosis test. And these kids look fucking ripped already in sixth grade genetics. Right. So, um, so yeah, man, I've got, I've got these fat boy genetics that I've been fighting back my entire life, dude, like, like nasty fat boy genetics. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. So you were before, and then you got back in the show. Okay. I got you. But I've always been, yeah, when I was, when I was a kid, when I, when I was in sixth grade, I can't remember the exact age. I believe I was 13. Cause yeah, I started lifting weights at 13, 13, 14. Um, dude, I was just. I'm fat bro like like chubby ch like like titties and, and belly rolls fat like like you know I, I never got made fun of for being for being fat that wasn't my thing i just got made fun of for being 
the poor kid in the poor town. But um, but I, but man, the fucking belly. The, I mean, I, I was disgusting fat, and 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 I've let and I've let myself go a couple of times for different reasons. In my so you got into high school, you got in shape, you had to make weight. So you had to make weight too. Was, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I started. I, I started. I, I, so when, when I got into seventh grade, I was, I was already in, in in great shape. I just spent a year just almost a year and i was in great shape in seventh grade and then i I had another fight fight every year and um and it didn't go as good as i wanted it to go so then i joined the wrestling team in eighth grade so by the time i got to ninth grade bro i was fucking i was like eight percent body fat 119 pounds ripped just fucking people up so so it's i mean i started and i started starving myself then too bro i started to make 119 i was i was cutting 10 pounds um, before, before I, I was walking around 130, cutting down 119, um, for in, in junior, you know, in, in ninth grade. But then again, I mean, we're going, I'm going to Freeport school system in Long Island. We have incredible school system, incredible sports, bro. The level of competition in, in Long Island for wrestling, <laughs> you, you take, you take a, a Long Island champion in wrestling and you take them any other state and he'll fuck most of those kids up. So we would we would dry fast the day of if we had to make weight. I'd always come in a few pounds over. I'd always dry fast for the day, and I come in. I I make weight, no problem. Uh, I, I'd always I'd always I had it I had it where I lost about five pounds of fluid per practice, a standardly. So like I knew if I was wrestling in two days, I just I would just dry fast for the next two days and still go to practice, and I would and actually in two days I would lose a total of about. Cause I lose about five pounds per practice. And then I would drift another pound and a half for just, just, I, we go to call it drifting, which is just like, you just lose weight in the vapor that you breathe out. Cause all the food you eat would actually escapes your gut and goes into your body. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't get excreted out, but actually makes it past the wall of your gut and goes into your body. The way that mass eventually leaves your body again is through vapor and water. When, when your body takes all the, takes the calories and makes, and makes and, and you know separate cells and shit sparks them for energy in the mitochondria. At the end of the day, you're generating you know water vapor. It just you you leave it you let it out as water. So we which you you so as a kid back then I would breathe out about a pound of water a day. It's called drifting. So I knew I was good for about losing twelve pounds over two days just with practice and drifting. And I was and I could put in about two pounds of 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 some kind of sustenance back into my body over two days and. And I did that, bro. My motherfucking eyes closed. No problem. 10 pounds, two days, ninth grader, fucking people up. <laughs> no, no problem, bro. Well, let's transition from that to keto. Um, and we haven't talked about keto in a while on this. It gets talked about a lot. I mean, you have a lot of coaches out there putting their clients on keto diets for, uh, for bodybuilding and for, you know, general weight loss. So, uh, Rick, um, Tell us what you think about, tell us what keto is and what you think about it in general. And then I'll kind of give my final thoughts on it. It's an experiment. I've said this a million times, man. There's so many diets. It's an experiment and you've got to see what really works for you and what really does it for you. I've done keto. I feel good on it. Um, It's not my favorite. I don't. I don't think you need to completely eliminate carbohydrates. I don't think you need to completely. It's just, it's not a bad diet, but the way I like to do it, I like to do just time-restricted feeding 
to keep my insulin low. And when I do eat, then I'll have some carbs, no problem. As a matter of fact, when I, as far as just to give you guys a little change, when I'm not on, on heavy steroids, when I'm not on cycle, I eat in a four hour window. When I am on steroids, I'll extend that, that window to six hours. So that way I've got a good hour of getting a bunch of carbohydrates and a bunch of protein in me before I lift weights in my afternoon workout. So it's keto good. Just try it out. Give it a shot. Why not? I did and see how it works out for you. I've got guys that I work with that they say, hey, keto, I'm doing keto. I'm like, all right, dude, doing keto. No problem, man. Let's work on it. Let's see what, let's see what we can do. So, so all you said, though, was keto was not carbs. Tell us a little bit more what it is exactly. Because you did it. Give us an example of what you ate that day. Um, the only thing I would actually, most of the stuff that I would actually eat would be, uh, um, I get most of my calories from, believe it or not, coconut oil and meats. And uh, I did have some, some, some veggies mostly for, uh, for, the, um, for the roughish, for the fiber. But my day, my day mostly consisted of, of eating meats. Um, I would actually even take spoonfuls of coconut oil and different oils. And I was, it was actually a pretty uh, uh, fat-heavy diet. Uh, and protein definitely had a, a whey protein. And what I, the way that I, I maintain keto is I just made sure never to have more than more than 20 um, grams of carbs. And if that, sometimes I don't have, I stay under 10 in any two to three hour period, anything going above 20 grams of carbs, it, it kicks you right the fuck out of keto. And what's good about it with your, if, if once you, once you train your body into getting into ketosis fast, it'll do it faster. Like, when you first start to make the transition, it can take days to be in ketosis. But once you know what the fuck you're doing, you can, if you, if you just fast and you, and not even fully fast because you can have some fat calories and some, some just straight protein calories, you'll kick into ketosis over, over, uh, over a 48 hour period. No problem. Even 24 hours. How are you going to go into ketosis if you're eating meat? Most of meat is not fat. I would understand if you cut off the fat portions of the meat and ate that and then just ate the, the bone marrow. But if you're eating the muscly part of the a steak, you're not getting into ketosis. Like a beef, a beef, beef is like 80, 20. Uh, um, when you, when you, um, when you, when you have a, a mostly fat in your meal, it slows down the rate at which those proteins are absorbed. That's the but, idea, but you're not getting mostly fat. That's well, my, you, that's my look, problem with keto. To be, yeah. To be, to be, to be fair, you'd, you'd have to have seen my steak, right? Cause I'm, when I prepared the steak, I actually sliced the, the lean meat out, fed it to my kids. I actually, yeah. my kids, my kids don't like eating the fat and the steak. So while I was working keto, when I would cook for them, what I would do is just slide out, slice out the, the fatty parts. Cause I did this with them when I was in Vegas and they came to visit. Um, I was trying keto. I had the strips and everything. And basically, uh, slice the, the, the fatty parts of the meat out, throw those on my plate and make sure that they got, you know, they got the leaner parts, which they would leave the fatty anyway. And again, man, I tried it, thought it was good, but it wasn't, I didn't feel some crazy great improvement over it on it on over what I normally do. So I think I'm fine, man. I th yeah, I th it. yeah. I just want to make a few points. Number one, the way Rick is describing it, you know, in that situation, um, the most of these keto diets that are being pushed in bodybuilding are not actually keto diets. All they are just, just no or low carb diets. Let's just call it what it is because you're actually not going, going to be able to go into ketosis, eating, eating stuff like that. So it'd be very, very hard. And you can get ketone strips if you don't believe me and, and test your, see if you're spitting out ketosis. The only way I've ever gotten ketosis is fasting, but the idea behind the keto diet, Rick, 
is the idea is you're giving less of an insulin. You're giving, you're pumping out less insulin on that diet. So if the keto diet is done correctly and you're eating the right things, you will definitely be spitting out less insulin during the day. But the problem is the way it's presented to people in like on YouTube and social media and stuff, it's actually not keto diet. Like I can give you an example. You've got these guys on Instagram or something. They're like, oh, I'm eating. They push keto diet. And then you see them picture on Instagram. They got a whole bowl of, of food from Chipotle. That's not keto. You cannot go to Chipotle and eat keto. Because that's, like a, that's like Atkins, basically, what they're doing, really, not keto. But I mean, the problem is, it, what do they cook the food in, in uh, Chipotle? Sunflower oil. They refined sunflower oil is what they use. So that's not ketosis. It's impossible to get into ketosis by eating refined oils. So that doesn't even make any gotta, sense. You have to stick to, you have to stick to coconut oil, uh, unrefined coconut oil, even some of the flours like almond flour, um, coconut flour. Uh, there are just things you can do to get a little bit yeah. create, get a little bit creative. But I mean, let's not conflate. This is this is why I wasn't baiting you, like having you go first or anything. Everyone thinks I'm always baiting you on these podcasts. I'm not. I just wanted to see what you did. But here's the thing: like these, the keto diet. Every time I hear that on forums, I like want to rip my hair out because it's not keto. That's a low or no carb diet. Let's just call it what it is. Really, the like the keto diet that's pushed. Yes, you get less of an insulin spike, but the way that keto is presented. What should I'm your percentages be, uh, Steve? As far if you're if you want to do a proper keto diet, what should your percentages be as far as uh, fat, protein, carbs? But the problem with that rig is you're you're not really in ketosis when you're doing a keto diet. That's I want to be clear about that. But you are yes, if you have a high fat no carb diet, you will spike insulin less. I'm not disagreeing with that, but you have to prep the food properly. And you have so do what I need, so do I, I'd say 60%, 60% to fat? 50, 60%. Yes. Fat. And 40% of protein. Uh, maybe like 30, 30, 30, 35, maybe. And, and then, then little, yeah. So, you but mean, I mean, again, that would be, I would still classify that as like a, a high fat, no carb diet. I wouldn't classify it as a keto diet. So what would a keto diet be then? I don't think it like, I don't think it really exists. The I only way you could, the only way you could, because here's the thing. I, I did a fast, I did a prolonged fast. Afterwards I had a salad. Okay. With some coconut oil on it. And as soon as I had that salad, I tested myself 30 minutes later and I was out of ketosis. So how the fuck can you tell me that a salad is going to kick you out of ketosis, but someone who eats a high fat diet with no carbs, which I'm assuming includes some greens is going to manage to stay in ketosis. I'll admit I don't. I, maybe I'll, I'm, maybe I'm, uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll admit I don't have a ton of uh, experience with, with, with keto diet, with the keto diets and being on ketosis and on the strips. I think for the context of what we're doing, which is really just trying to look good while using some of these performance enhancement compounds, it's not something I've needed to really go, go get deep into. Uh, especially, I think, the, when, I think the principle of it. Is most, good. most of the listen, most of the people that I that I end up working with, they're they're a hard sell on the on, on just trying to to try fasting. Most every fitness enthusiast out there wants to eat six times a day, and and they want to eat rice cakes and their carbs in. 
So Mira, I'm not, there's definitely, I'm sure there's some, there are probably a hundred keto, ketogenic podcasts where these guys discuss this in depth and they're, and if one of those guys is listening right now, they're like, what the fuck are you? No, no, no. They, this is what they'll say. They'll say, oh, Steve, you know what you're talking about? Those ketone yeah. strips. What the they'll fuck say, they'll say those ketone strips aren't accurate. That, that's what they'll tell me. I'm like, yeah, they're not accurate. Is that why diabetics you know, depend you, on them you know, to stay alive and hospitals depend on them to stay alive, but they're not accurate because your stupid diet doesn't really put you in ketosis. You're full you of know, shit. That's what it. That's what the truth. I, I wanted. I wanted to be nice because I'm sure some people out there listening now are consider themselves keto experts. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it. No, no, no. The keto diet. I like the keto diet. I'm not saying I don't like the keto diet, but I hate the way it's presented by a lot of these. But they they, 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 they sell in Atkins as a keto. Is what happens. They that. sell low carb or no carb as keto. I got a problem with that, and they they they're incorrect. Or they'll sell well, a high meat diet that, as the a, one thing that I've seen out there that I've yet to to see any solid proof works is they're actually putting ketones into supplements. And saying that, and trying to imply that somehow taking ketones orally in your su- in supplements will somehow help you stay in ketosis, which is which is kind of weird to me. I don't, I don't, I, you know, your body has to make the ketones. Ingesting them, I don't think is going to stimulate your body to make the ketones. But yet there are. There are supplements out there with ketones, drinks, energy drinks. Yeah, I'd ketones. stay, I'd stay, I'd stay away. <laughs> I'd stay away from those. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't. I, there's no way that's even doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. 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 It, but no, you're not gonna be able to eat a big fucking sirloin steak that's got like a little fat on it, and then consider that a. a oh, you gotta, diet. you got you got you gotta slice the, the the part of the fat, and, and you gotta eat it. And yeah. I've, I've actually gotten really good at cooking, at cooking the fat high heat and get a little crust on the outside of it. It's tasty. If you get a good piece of meat, the fast the fat will be incredibly tasty. Yeah, and fats, you know, the fats are new, very nutritious. The skin is very nutritious. The organs are very nutritious. The bone marrow is very nutritious. But people don't eat that. They'll get a steak and they'll cut off all of that, throw it away or give it to the dog, and then they'll just eat the muscle part. And that is not even close to being ketosis. So, yeah, that's why, that's why I laugh at some of these keto diets. Um, so let's go to the next one, Rank. Injecting into smaller muscles like biceps, triceps. I tried this before. I tried my triceps. did not go well for me. Basically, the tissue irritation was insane. 10 days of swelling, redness, hot to the touch. So have you ever tried these small muscle injections? What do you think about? Just regular steroids? Or side enhancement yeah. oil? What are we talking about? No, no, steroids, yeah. Regular juice, yeah. Is there an improvement at the site? Probably not. Maybe if that was your only favorite site and you shot a lot. You, you build some scar tissue in there eventually it'll it'll which will change the shape of it maybe increase it yeah but is there a benefit to shooting around the muscle probably not definitely not an ester uh sterified steroid definitely not because the ester chain that steroid is, is going to be days before it, it can be used it'll, I, think, it'll, I think they're kind of more wondering is it okay to inject there because like, let's say you're running out of spots to inject. You're sick of injecting your glutes. You're sick of injecting your quads, your pecs, whatever. And you want to inject your triceps or, or biceps, like tricep or calves or something. Tricep injections are legit. Calves, I wouldn't touch at all. Don't touch your calves. Your calves have, have other functions besides being a muscle. 
your caps help help pump the blood back up to the rest of your body. I mean, if, look how hard it would be to drink something through a through a, a long straw. The longer the straw gets, the, the harder it is to pull. Now, remember, your heart's got to pull blood from the tip of your toe back up to, to back up the body. So the caps, when you walk, they help. I wouldn't mess with my calves. I wouldn't put symptoms. Wouldn't put shots in them. Nothing. Quads. Quad have, you inject- tried, have you have you tried the calves before? Have you tried it? Shooting my calves? Yeah. Never. Dude, I put it in one time, and uh, I put it like halfway in, and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> you know, that was crazy. I wouldn't do it, bro. It did not work out well. It, maybe, maybe like right on the outside, the outer part, maybe, but nah, man, it's just a 25 man. gauge needle into the don't, calves. Oh, don't mess with your calves, man. Don't mess with your calves. Uh, hamstring, who shoot a hammy? Nobody shoot a hammy. Quads, you could kind of shoot if you find a good spot. Make sure you, you mark the spot somehow and you always hit the good spot because it's real easy to miss it and create a depot like in between muscles and stuff. I, I've heard many guys getting, um, well, my buddy Jared, God rest his soul, got nasty, nasty uh, quad uh, in, infection. So I don't know, my glutes, shoulders, biceps, triceps, chest. I mean, how big are you? How, how big is your cycle that you need more muscle parts in that? I mean, you get right and left glute, right and left chest, right and left shoulder, right and left bicep. I mean, it's, it's, how, how much are you shooting that you're running out of spots? Look. If you run out of spots and you're tired of going into the muscle, um, just pinch the skin, go subcutaneous with your steroids. You can do that. You know, you can do that with your testosterone. Shoot it right under the skin if you want to, for, for variation. But I mean, what, what, I don't think you need much more spots in that, Steve, do you? No, I think people, they, they like to experiment. They like to try different spots. I would say- oh, my trap. I'm going to shoot Trent into my trap. Yeah. <laughs> my, my advice- there's, you know, pecs. Try pecs. Pecs are pretty cool. You know? I like I like the pecs. A lot of people are scared of the pecs. But you, I like like pe- you like pecs, Steve? I like them. Um, I like the big baloney. You like the big baloney tits? Big baloney pecs? Yeah, a lot of those in New York. A lot of those Italian guys walk around with the baloney tits. Hey, listen. The first rule about New York is you don't talk about New York, all right? You don't talk about New York. They're a little wacky, huh? You don't talk about New York. New York! All right, guys. So the last one, too much bologna up there in New York, too much deli meat. All right, guys. The next one, this is one. Hey, yeah, you don't want to become deli meat. Okay, my friend. Too much New York style pizza and deli meat. All right, guys. The last one, this is for Rick. Um, it's, it's Steve Schmee. He's running with the Persians. This is <laughs> the Persian game. This he's, is the got a, he's got a, he, he's got a gold color wrapped car. You know, Rick's with the gold rap. He's got gold wrapping on his car. He's a Steve. He's a Persian. Rick's a member of the paramilitary. He's, he's got a gold leaf wrapped Hummer. He's a Persian. He's a Steve. <laughs> the last one, guys. This guy says he's coming off a long ass marriage. Says it's the dumbest mistake of my life getting married at twenty. Now I'm forty. Was this you that wrote this in? Was this you one that wrote this in, Rick? He says he had no social life unless you count sitting in front of the TV watching her dumb shit. But the benefits were I could stick to my diet, no problem. Now that I am single and chasing ass, it has been much harder to avoid gut food at bars and alcohol when I'm trying to get laid. How do you manage to juggle this as a single guy? Wow, these people with these questions, huh? I mean, this is so fucking hard. 
Why don't you ju- jump in with this one, Rank? What do you want to say? It's real simple, man. Just tell a bitch you don't drink and you don't eat fatty food. It's that simple, man. Just tell her, tell her you don't drink and you don't eat fatty food. It's that simple, bro. There's nothing else to it. What do you do? Just, I'm going to borrow all oh, drinks. I don't drink, baby. I'm sorry. What do you want? I'll get you something. That's it. You're at, you're at a bar and and you have like fried fried a, a fatty shit, just like fried starches at a bar. You say, hey, no, thank you, thank you, but no, thank you. You you if you drive up, you, you drove up there. In a, you're not drinking. You drive up there in a car. Keep your protein shaker in a car with the protein already in it, all dry. Throw it in the glove box, and then you could come out with a bottle of water, refill your protein. Drink that up. Have a meal replacer in a car so you don't get hungry and do that. Meal replacing packets. Carry, carry, have a few of those again in your car and, and a shaker, clean shaker. You, you, you can grab a bottle, go to your car, fill it, shake it up, drank it. I've done it in an airplane and just stay away from the bad shit. Stay away from the bad foods. Just, just have character, do it. And if she don't like it, then she can go on her way. You can't, you can't like my abs and like my physique and then hate on me for not drinking or not doing or not eating the stuff that I shouldn't eat to make to look this way, right? Pretty simple, man. The, the lifestyle is a lifestyle. She's not going to make you make you beer off, especially like it's, it's the craziest thing. So maybe she gave you a chance because you're in good shape. And now she's going to make it a thing because you, you decide not to drink and not to eat the same stuff she eats. It's pretty, pretty straightforward, man. Just don't just, just keep your pimp hand, keep your pimp hand strong and tell her what is up. And that's it. Nothing else to it. I just think it's funny. He was married for 20 years. He got used to that hab- habit of, um, of a certain way. And then now that he's single, he's going out now. So I just think that transition makes everybody sense, does that. Everybody does that. You know how many guys started listening to the podcast because they got interested in TRT and steroids because they just got divorced. They just got separated. You know how many of them are I run across that I talk to on social and, and ask me questions, bro. Shoot. It's gotta be dozens. It's just, it's, it's a huge section of the guys that end up finding you and me, Steve, or, divorcees in their 30s and it's 30s. like a new life i mean it's a new you're a new man now oh yeah everybody's divorced with kids bro hmm? yeah everybody's divorced with kids it's just it's just how it is man i'm sorry man i'm really sorry you got heartbroken um i would say <laughs> i would say um you know i'll tell this guy i you know it doesn't matter whether you were married for 20 years yeah, and it single. sucks it's it sucks, man. I'm just didn't work out. It doesn't I, matter. It's still dating. No, nah, I've just got. I've just got to date all these twenty-something-year-olds, man. It sucks, bro. It's just damn. You're into the the father granddaughter fan. You'd be with sixty, still dating twenty. You'd be into the the grandfather granddaughter fantasy. You'd be like one of those guys we see on TV, uh, like a fifty-six-year-old dating a nineteen-year-old, and the mom's all upset. They're like, I don't like this guy. That's what's cool about girls in college, man. Doesn't matter how old I get. They're always about the same age. Listen, it doesn't matter. If, I don't care if you're married with kids, divorce, whatever. Dating is dating. No, you don't have I, to go. I'm, I'm saying is you should have kept, you should have kept your grind up, your gym grind, diet grind up, no matter what. Like it should always be maintained. That should be number one. Because at the end of the day, it becomes what, 
people kind of people kind of uh, define you as in their mind almost because not everybody not everybody um can stay in shape not everybody can stay fit not everybody can control their eating to the point where they look good so if that's something you've created for yourself that's something you have that's what people know you as you can't let the same people that admire you for looking that way let peer pressure you to leave just to leave your grind it's just not it's not you don't you don't do that then you become just like them and there's no admiration left it's a have now rick gives me shit right now um because i went from like the best shape of my life to like i wasn't able to go to the gym for a couple months rick gives me shit about it oh steve but i'm getting in listen i'm getting into this habit this bad fucking habit you know but once i'm back in it's gonna be i'm gonna be fresh i'm gonna be refreshed guess what i'm gonna be able to come back stronger after it so i'll tell this guy the same thing i'm like look you got to get back into that habit how about meeting a girl from yoga or meeting a girl who's into sports or meeting a girl from this or at a park or something like that that's active go to a a dog park you know take your dog to the dog park just make sure and just make sure you're ready and you don't look like shit for the day you actually run into her yeah, dr- looking good, dressing good, feeling confident is all important. But you don't have to go to bars to meet women. I don't understand this this concept that people have of the bar is the only p- place to meet women. The bar is a good place to meet women who are drunk, who are going to be easy. Okay, yeah, I won't disagree with that. But you can go on on night now with all these these dating apps and stuff. You don't even have to do that if you just want to get laid, if this guy's objective is just to get laid, he doesn't even have to go to the bar. He can just go on the dating app, invite the girl over for, uh, you know, be like, yeah, I just got a new, uh, just say no, just say no. Right. See, what do you mean? Just say no to the alcohol. Just say no to the, the fried starchy food Just say no. Don't get into that habit. Don't get into that habit of doing it. Cause you take a girl, you meet a girl who likes to do that stuff and you start dating her. She's going to draw you into that. So, you know, you're going to be doing that more and more. It can really, you know, fuck you up. So it helps to have a partner who's, if you're, who keeps you honest. If you've got character and you're about your shit, you'll, you'll turn the alcohol and, and bat food invitation down every single time. And every time you do, the person might seem a little bit disappointed on the outside, but they're, they're building up that that image in their mind of who the fuck you are. Like you can really sit there, you can really sit there in front of this cold beer and say, you know, yeah, yeah, I can. You can really sit there in front of these of these fried cheese uh, cheese sticks and say no. I'm like, yeah, bitch, I can do that. <laughs> no problem. All day long, all week long, all month long. You know, at first there's at first maybe a little bit of friction over it but in the end it's part of what makes you different and it's part of what what people remember about you when when they when they when they think about you and think about how much respect they have for you all right guys and what do you think about this um getting married at 20 and now what do you what do you have to say to all the other 20 year olds out there in his situation that if you would have talked to him 20 years ago what would you because you're 40 now too so, I mean, what would you have told them at 20? Just take your time. Work on yourself. Take your time. Don't be in a rush. Work on yourself. Don't get desperate. Don't get lonely. And and the right one will come along. It's that simple, man. That simple. And maybe this was the right one. I mean, he got 20 good years out of her. <laughs> you know? I can't say to this guy, well, you know, you should have waited a little bit longer and then maybe you'd, you'd get 30 years out of it. No, we were together for 20 years. 
people grow apart. Just, just 20 good years. He, I don't think he made a mistake. He, made, he could have done it. He could have gotten married too early if he'd gotten divorced at 25, 26, like ah, five years for something supposed to last forever. Like, come on now. But 20 years, about a quarter of someone's lifetime. Not bad, bro. Not, not kind of bad at all. Yeah, it's tough getting divorced with kids. It's like a death without a body. It sucks, man. All right, guys. Keep the questions coming, and we will definitely have more Q&As, guys. I really enjoy uh, taking your calls, uh, taking your questions on the, uh, on the podcast. Are, are, we, are we doing a joke today, Steve? Yeah, we're, we're doing it. I, uh, you got the joke for me? This time right. you're going to go All first. Right, so let's uh, so, um, say goodbye to, the, let's say goodbye to everybody, and then um, All right. guys, so if you guys to the credits to hear the jokes. Yep, if you guys want to stick around, you're, you'll hear our, uh, our amazing jokes. For Steve Smee and Rick, this has been episode 241, and we will talk to you guys next week. Have a good time. Have a good one, guys. Enjoy it. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. All right, there we go. So you got a joke or, or we're not doing jokes today? Oh, I was thinking about that when we first started the uh, the podcast, but uh, you got a good one or no? Dude, I'm like drawing a drawing a blank. You want? I, I didn't even prepare one. Do you have I, one you want to do? I'm mean, gonna just got, save it. I got a million. I'll just do whatever. You just want to do one, and then uh, next one I'll. Uh, I'll have no, one you, for you, sure. you come through with one. You said you had two short jokes before. Well, what the fuck? It? Look, you're the guy who's pushing the jokes on the podcast. We'll do this I know, dude. You, bro. <laughs> you know, like, oh, so, so, you, so you got jokes when we're on the podcast, but, we'll, but, but we got a, a section of podcast dedicated to jokes. You don't got nothing. Bro, I've, I've got like, a, I've got a hundred. I, I could just. All right, just to tell a joke and I'll have one ready. I'll, All right, I'll think go, of one. Let me think of a good joke that'll sound good on, on radio. Okay, here's a good one. So, uh, so this guy's got a high-pitched voice, and, and he, he's tired of it. Big, 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 brawling dude. He's got this high-pitched voice everywhere. He walks around talking like this. He just, his voice is just really high-pitched, so he's going to the doctor to get this shit figured out. I, I mean, I need to do something about this. Big fucking brawler guy, 6'4", 260 pounds. And walking around talking like this. So he shows up to the doctor's office, and he comes in, and the doctor says, Come in. So he comes and says, Doc, I need help. I've got this voice. Look how big I am. People make fun of me my whole life. Can we do something about this? So Doc says, well, we'll have to see. Just uh, undress uh, behind the curtain there, and I'll be right back. So guy gets undressed. He's going. Doctor comes back in. Says, all right, uh, let me just see here. Examination. Um, ears look fine. Throat nose looks fine. Everything looks fine. Oh, whoa, dude. That's a huge penis. How big is that thing? He's like, you see what I'm saying, Doc? Look, I'm, I'm packing this thing and this voice. It just doesn't go together. What the fuck? Can you help out? He goes, well, actually, I think that's your problem right there, kid. Your penis is too big. It's pulling down. It's tugging. The weight of it is tugging down on your vocal cords. That's why you have that high-pitched voice. Well, well, what can we do about it, Doc? He goes, well, I get your penis transplant. Get your smaller unit. It won't pull on your vocal cords like that, and you get a nice, nice bassy voice. It, it's the only thing you can do. You, you can't keep that thing. And 
and sound normal. I'm sorry, dude. Well, Doc, if, if that's, that's the only thing you could do. I guess I'm going to have to give up my big old penis and just, just get a smaller one. So he goes, all right, man, just operation. Do it in two days. Come back. We do it. This guy goes, gets prepped, comes back. Operation. Operation is a success. All right. The guy comes out and goes, oh, thank you, Doc. Look, my, my, my voice is fine. I don't have this, this high-pitched voice anymore. And he's great, goes away. Bro, about a, two months later. Two months later, the guy comes back into the doctor's office. Goes in, says, Doc, look, um, thank you. The voice is great. But nah, man, I can't, I can't, I can't do it with the small penis, man. I can't, I can't do it. I just, I'd rather have my big old penis back in my high-pitched voice. And then the doctor goes, I'm sorry, sir. There are no refunds or exchanges. <laughs> That's good. Your jokes are long, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. There are no refunds, no exchanges. We can't put it back on. <laughs> That's good. Got the, the voice and everything. <laughs> I, you've always tried to incorporate jokes into the, into the podcast. Like, yeah. I can tell well, jokes. I got, a, <laughs> I, got a, I got a really quick one, okay? Go ahead. Hit it. So uh, when I was a kid, I was just like you, Rick. I was bullied. You know, I was like really scrawny. I was never fucking bullied. Let me just get that right. I fought, I, I fought okay, every Can, can I tell my joke without, without interrupting? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. So when I was a kid, I was always bullied. So I'd come home crying to my mom. And my mom's like, what's wrong, little Stevie? Did you have a bad day? She'd be like, don't give little Stevie any strawberries. You know, I wasn't allowed to have strawberries. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to have strawberries. So my mom's like, what's wrong? I'm like, mom, I don't want to go back to school. I hate school. And she'd be like, why? Why do you hate school so much? I'm like, because the kids are mean to me. And I, I don't do good at school. And I'm never, and I know it's get picked on. So she goes, well, you should enjoy school. So she comes up to me and she just slaps me. She's like, are you crazy? We're paying all this money to send you to school and you don't enjoy it. You should enjoy it. One day you'll have to work for a living. So I say, no, mom, I won't. I'm going to be a comedian. Ah, that's a good one. That's a, you like that one? <laughs> that's a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to tell my joke and you're interrupting my joke, bro. You're like, let's get this one thing straight. I was never bullied. Bullied? Fuck that. I fought. Listen, when we, when we first got yeah. to the stage. Can I tell the joke, though? Without, like, oh, you're not even finished with the joke? No, no, that was the joke. But you kind of messed it up by, by chiming in. Oh, I chimed in about being bullied? How the hell am I supposed to do the joke without like coming up with another idea? Listen, here, here's what I think happened. Bro. I think I think now that that because you used to always try to bait me into jokes, incorporate them in. Now that I've opened the dance floor up, rolled out the red carpet, brought the lights out, and said, here's the mic, it's your time to shine. I think you're getting gun shy, man. No, I think that you're, you're much better at the longer jokes. I like the short to the point jokes. Oh, I got great short to the point yeah. jokes too. I got, I yeah. got them all, bro. I got them all. I, I, bro, yeah. okay. Let Dude, I told this joke the other day to a bunch of people and they, they fucking were laughing their ass off. Let me, let, me, let me tell you something, buddy. My first, the first time that I actually earned money, funds, right? They used to have uh, in Colombia growing up, for one or other reason, there used to be these big parties you know, with big uh, honchos, big guys and stuff like that and big trucks. And at five, six years old, I used to walk up to a group of, of people, tell jokes, you know, I'm a kid at the party, my parents were there. 
just tell jokes and get money from people for, for joke telling when I was five or six years old. Cause I used to tell like the craziest jokes. Like, cause I had a, I had a, my parents had these tapes back then had cassettes and there was uh, these comedians doing their, their sets. So I listened to these things over and over again and memorized these sets. And I didn't know what any of the jokes meant. Cause they were like bad sexual jokes, but I'm a kid. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. I was just like a little parrot repeating it. And I used to get hella cash at these, at these <laughs> from these people <laughs> for telling uh-huh. jokes. Yeah, nice. bro. For just telling, like, I would, I would be at a party, be like some, some kid we knew, some cousin or something, and we'd be hitting the piñata and all that. And then once we're done doing kid shits, people be hanging out, adults be hanging out, be like, hey, I got jokes if you guys give me money. And be like, sure, kid, come on. <laughs> and yeah. I'd do these long, intricate jokes with some crazy punchlines. I didn't know what, I, what, what really any of it meant. I was just parroting it. It's funny, but. Been doing it for years, dude. Just like you, you step to the wall. <laughs> you, uh-huh. you, you wanted jokes. We got jokes, bro. Yeah, it's good, bro. It's good. I mean, it's uh, it's good to laugh, you know. Yeah. So it's you got you got to gotta, you gotta have some because I'm gonna have a hard. I'm gonna have a tight joke. Every no, I have some because I didn't even know we were doing this today. I thought we were just doing the all the uh, the SARM one. I didn't know. We were right, doing right. Today, so so, so. so but I'll got, be ready next time. Yeah, don't worry. Ready next I'll have time. a bunch. I don't even, those weren't even two of my best ones. Yeah. I, mean, I like the quick, I like the Jay Leno style, of like quick fire jokes, you know? I could that do joke, a bunch of those. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, ever watch the movie Joker? No. I don't know. Okay. okay. So. That's where, oh, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's okay. where I got the joke from. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Remember the stand-up scene he did? Oh, okay, okay. Oh, wow. But I kind of made it, I kind of made pop it. Pop reference. I made it pop a little reference. fun. Yeah. All right, brother. All right, All right. We'll up next week when you want to do uh, do a couple more, we'll do it. Uh, let's um, let's hit it Monday or Tuesday. Mo- what about Tuesday? You good? Yeah, I mean, uh, 4 p.m. Monday, Monday, Monday 4, 4 p.m. Monday, 4 p.m. Good. All right, buddy. We'll schedule it. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you. Bye, then. All right. Bye.